Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Debit card users, listen up. You've worked hard for your money. Now it's time to make it work even harder for you. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can get cash back on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Earn on things like gas, groceries, and even that midday latte. And to top it off, there are no fees, period. Yep, that means you won't be charged fees on your checking account. Transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank. Member FDIC. There are so many things I could cling to about how hard this year has been, what it is to raise four kids without their dad, what it is to go through the trauma with them of that whole experience. That's just one thing. And I could cling to, I could look for stories that would back up the truth that this is too hard, that I can't do it, that I'm not capable. But y'all, I will never reach for the story that disempowers me. If there are a hundred stories of people in my situation failing and one story of someone in my situation succeeding, I am laser focused only on the one story. And you may call me naive, but I will take naive over bitter any day of the week. And bitterness comes when I tell myself lies about what is possible for my life and I blame other people for why I'm stuck. Hi. I'm Rachel Hollis, and this is my podcast. I spend so many hours of every single week reading and listening to podcasts and watching YouTube videos and trying to find out as much as I can about the world around me. And that's what we do on this show. We talk about everything, life and how to be an entrepreneur. What happened to dinosaurs? What's the best recipe for fried chicken? What's the best plan for intermittent fasting? What's going on with our inner child? How's therapy working out for you? Whatever it is my guests are into, I want to unpack it so that we can all understand. These are conversations. This is information for the curious. This is the Rachel Hollis Podcast. Hi guys, it's Rach, and welcome to another episode of the show, specifically talking about change. Change has been a really popular topic for me this year, slash maybe the last decade, but in particular, it's been the central 
thesis, the central focus of my tour that's been going on for the last six months. And that, by the way, is in the last month. October is the last month of the year that I'm doing the tour. And it's in Houston, Dallas, Minneapolis, Chicago. If you're in one of those cities or you want to visit one of those cities, now is the time. We're talking all about change and we're doing it through really funny stories that make us pee our pants a little bit. I've been thinking a ton about change and this morning I heard a story about a transformation that one of my friends has just gone through and I was so reminded of a really surprising thing that can totally change your life. Now, y'all, stick with me for a minute because I know that you have heard me talk a billion times about changing your life or this thing is going to change your life. But today I want to share four changes that can change everything. Now, certainly there are all sorts of choices you can make or habits that you can develop that will help you to make change in your life, positive change for the better. But my friend shared a story with me today that really reminded me of a very specific way to alter the way that you see yourself. And I was like, oh my, I got to do a podcast about this. I got to share this with the guys. By the way, you're, you're the guys in this scenario. So I have a girlfriend. I've known her for five years. And we're friends. We're not best friends. We're acquaintance friends. And we love to see each other when we're together. But it's not like we hang out all the time. So I see her maybe once a month. And when I see her over the last nine months, I had noticed she's on a health journey. She's getting in great shape. She looks awesome. And when I say awesome, I'm not saying, oh, she's a size double zero and she looks like a supermodel. To me, a woman looks awesome when they have that sparkle back in their eyes, when you can tell that their energy is vibrant, when they feel themselves, when they're feeling good. And she's has always really struggled with her weight and was at a weight that was very unhealthy for her body, for her frame, and made her very uncomfortable. Not just uncomfortable in her body, but emotionally and mentally was something that she really struggled with. And I wanted to talk about this because I know that many of us, myself included, have gone through a similar situation. So I see her about once a month and she's just like crushing it. She's you know doing so well. And finally today I'm like, hey, what are you doing? And she's telling me about the program that she's been on and how much it's changed and all of the things. But what I was so moved by and why I wanted to talk to you guys was she was like, Rach, I didn't realize how low I had gotten. And she meant low in terms of emotional low. So she's single, she'd gone through a divorce a few years ago, and she's like, I didn't, all I did was work, I didn't want to leave the house, I was feeling more and more depressed, she's like, I had tried everything that I knew of to find a solution to help me with this, and I just, I felt like I couldn't do it, which by the way, if that's any of you, I did an episode last week about belief and how you establish belief and how you grow belief 
about your ability to do something because if you don't believe it's possible for you, then it will never be possible. And for her, it was very much that case. She was like, I just thought there's a 0% chance I will ever have a healthy body. And then she found a great doctor and she found a solution and a plan and it's working really well for her. But she was just like, it's a totally different life. She's like, I have never been able to buy clothes that I wanted to wear. She said, you know, I'd go to the store and they never had my size. And so if I could find something in my size, okay, I found a plus size, whatever. She's like, it didn't matter what it looked like. If it fit me, I would buy it because I just needed clothes and it was so hard to find my size. So she's like, I'm shopping for the first time. She said, people invite me to go out. And not only do I go out, but I want to be there. She's like, I used to hide. I used to stay at home. And she said, I realize now that I was getting more and more and more depressed. And I could see the truth in her eyes because her energy has changed. Like her whole spirit, everything is different. And it reminded me of a fundamental change that we can all make that can change your life how you look. Okay. This is wild direction, but don't mishear me. Let me explain all of the thoughts I have on this, and then I'll get to some other ideas too that you might not have thought of. So with my friend, she went on a health journey and it physically changed her body. And if any of you have ever gone through something similar, Physically changing your body doesn't always. There are certainly people who have an emotional attachment or they've got body dysmorphia or they see themselves in a different way than they actually are. But for my friend, for myself, for other people I know who have gone through physical transformations, just seeing something different in the mirror is enough to give you the belief that you could potentially be somebody new. And it does not have to be weight loss. How many of y'all have ever gone through a breakup and dramatically cut your hair? You ever dramatically cut your hair? And sometimes we do that and it's a bad mistake and we shouldn't have gotten those bangs. But other times you dramatically cut your hair or you get highlights or you go blonde or you shave it off. And you look in the mirror and you're like, oh, dang, this is who I am. This is actually who I am. I am this person. There's a great book on this topic called Cyber Cybernetics. And in that book, a plastic surgeon is documenting this thing that he started noticing when he would do surgeries, which was if he augmented someone's appearance even the tiniest little bit, it changed the way they saw themselves. And by changing the way they saw themselves, they acted in a different way. They acted in a more positive way. They had belief. They tried things. They talked to people because they had confidence they didn't have before. Okay, I have an example of this, but don't laugh at me because this is so real and I'm telling you the truth vulnerably because most of you, I know we got some dudes here, but most of you are ladies and I just feel like you're going to get this. My whole life until five years ago, no, more than that. Until seven years ago, I hated my hair. I hated my hair. Now, right, you can like, but, but Rachel, you're lucky. And yeah, I know. But I know I'm not the only person. 
I hated my hair. My hair is naturally very wavy, but not wavy enough to be curly, but it is wavy enough to be crazy frizzy and it's super fine. So it's not like, it's not wavy and thick. It's like thin and it would just, I just hated it. My whole life going all the way back as a little girl and into middle school and into high school, I was so self-conscious about it. And I think maybe because both of my big sisters had really beautiful hair and I would see them and go like, well, that's what a girl's supposed to look like. But also all the popular girls at school, I felt like they knew how to make their hair look cute. And I never knew my, my hair was always in a frizzy bun, a frizzy top knot. It was just, you know, headline. It was frizzy and I didn't like it. And when I got older, and Allie Webb invented dry bar, then suddenly things changed because I could go to a place and they give me a blowout. And even getting a blowout, I would be like, holy crap, who is that? Have y'all ever had your hair and makeup done for like a wedding or you have a special event and someone does it and you look in the mirror and you literally did not know you could look that way? And when you see yourself, you're like, wow, that's amazing. But if you're like me and you didn't grow up you know, I didn't do makeup. I didn't do hair. I didn't, I wasn't into any of those things. When somebody would do my hair and makeup, I didn't think, oh, I can look like that. I thought, oh, this is a very talented artist who has turned me into something I'm not. But I loved it. Oh my word. I loved a blowout. And I remember very distinctly getting to a place in my career about five, six years ago, where I was like, you know what? I'm going to splurge and people will think this is ridiculous, but I don't care. I make my own money and I'm going to pay once a week. I'm going to go down to the dry bar for 40 bucks and I'm going to have someone blow out my hair. And then I'm not going to touch this beautiful quaff for seven days. I'm not going to wash. I'm not going to, I'm only going to like keep it looking good until I can go back the next week and do it again. And I laugh at that. And like, it sounds so ridiculous. But then my Mima went to the beauty parlor every week of her life and had someone put her hair into a beautiful beehive that she absolutely loved. That was what she and the other church ladies did. So if Mima can do it, I feel like I can do it too. So I would get blowouts. I would feel great. But inevitably, you know, you wash your hair, the blowout comes out. And I always had just negative feelings about my hair. If my hair wasn't in a great place, I just didn't like it. And you guys are like, stop talking about your hair. But I think we all have our version of this. We all have a thing that we look in the mirror and we don't like it. Other people won't see it. And it doesn't freaking matter that nobody else gets it because you get it and it bugs you. My big sister is in her late 40s. And just this last year, got braces. And she got braces because she had a gap between her two front teeth. Now, I always thought the gap was so cute. I always thought it was like supermodel, like they rock a gap. But she hated it. And she never smiled in photos. And it was a whole thing. The whole family would be like, Christina, show your teeth. And she would be like, I'm not showing my teeth. It was her thing that she didn't like. And so in her late 40s, she decided to get braces to fix the gap in her teeth. And she is so freaking happy. She had to wear full-on braces as a 40-something-year-old woman, and she did it with pride because she wanted the thing 
fixed. And now that she has this beautiful straight teeth smile, no gap involved, she's toothy grin in every single photo. She had the gap in her teeth. I had my hair. I am taking my four children away this weekend to go skiing. And I think if you're a parent like me, you understand how important it is to have a kitchen available to you when you have four kids, which is why Airbnb is always the place that I head to just make the vacation easier. And I have always used Airbnb as a place to stay, whether it was for work or family or a girl's weekend. But more and more, my friends are using Airbnb in a totally different way as a business, as a way to invest in property and earn money for it. While you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and it's a great way to earn some extra money. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Almost every morning of my life, I have oatmeal. Seriously, during the winter, having something hot in the morning really makes a big difference in my day. Quaker has been a trusted name in oatmeal for over 145 years, which means they've been milling oats since before the invention of the zipper, the stop sign, or ballpoint pens. Quaker has something for everyone, whether it's old-fashioned or quick oats that are good for cooking or baking. And while a ton of things have changed, the good stuff remains the same. Quaker, getting up to some good since 1877. Look for Quaker Oats at your local grocery store. Guys, no two listeners of the show are exactly alike, which means that no two vacations you take are going to be exactly alike either. And if you're looking for a place that will serve all of you, Texas has a vast landscape of cultures, regions, destinations, and activities that allow for an infinite number of different travel experiences. I love Texas so much, I moved my family there for five years. Because here's the deal, Texas has it all. Are you a beach person? We got you. If you love a rugged vacation, not my jam, but there's plenty of campgrounds, hiking trails, and state parks galore. My favorite part about Texas the food. It is the thing I miss the absolute most. Whether you love barbecue or Tex-Mex or just want to be in cities that take their food very seriously. You can enjoy live music, visit internationally recognized art museums, and check out thrilling cowboy experiences. Visit TravelTexas.com slash get your own to get the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. That's TravelTexas.com slash get your own. Maybe five years ago, I was at work one day, and at the time I had a lot of young women on the staff who were in their 20s. And you know, 20-year-olds always know, they always know what's up. They always, if you're in the mid-20s, you know what's cool, you know where to get the best this, that, and the other thing. I was talking about not liking my hair, and one of the younger gals on the team was like, well, why don't you get hair extensions? 
And I said, oh, no, I don't want longer hair. I just wish my hair wasn't so thin. She was like, oh, people don't just get hair extensions for long hair. Lots of people who have fine hair get hair extensions so that their hair is fuller. And it was like a rainbow launched itself over the office and a unicorn pranced through. And I was like, what? She's like, oh, yeah, lots of people do it. Makes their hair thicker. So I was like, well, where do you go? And she's like, oh, you go to this girl. I remember she opened up her Instagram. She was like, this is the hair extension girl to the stars. And y'all, I DM that girl. And five years later, she is still my hairstylist. The first time that I went for a consultation, I was so nervous because it was so outside my comfort zone. I was in a salon that was super fancy. I felt very like, who am I to be here? I remember there were girls from like Pitch Perfect in the room. And I was like, oh my, why am I here? Like, I should not be in this room. She walks me through the process. She tells me the price, which is the equivalent of a used Miata. She's like, we're going to do this for you. It's going to cost this much. I peed my pants a little bit. And then I was like, nope. I have made this commitment. I can try it. If it doesn't work, I can have them pulled out. But I can afford this. I've saved up the money. This is important to me. I think it will make a difference in all the things. So I agree. I'm getting hair extensions. I will never forget when we get through the whole process, which if you have ever had it done, you know, it's multi-hours. You get to the end. She's cutting my hair, you know, because I got to trim it, make it look good, blow it out, curl it, whatever. And I look in the mirror. It was like I was seeing who I was on the inside. And I don't know if that makes you roll your eyes or maybe you think I'm vapid. But if you've never felt like the ugly girl in class, if you've never felt like the chubby girl, if you've never been the least popular, if you've never had those feelings, you're not going to get this. And maybe it would be very easy to roll your eyes if you've never felt that way. But I've felt that way many times. And I didn't know it was possible to feel anything different. And when I looked in the mirror, I was like, oh, that's who I am. That's who I am. I think it's like, for some of you, maybe getting your first tattoo. For some of you, it's having the courage to dress more masculine. For some of you, it's having the courage to dress sexier. We all have a version of a way that we long to look, but don't think is possible for us. And getting hair extensions easily One of the most expensive beauty decisions I've ever made have never regretted it for one minute. And sometimes I'm like, well, maybe I should take them out because, you know, I don't know, give your hair a rest or whatever. And then I'm like, no, no, I won't. I will be wearing these hair extensions when they put me in the ground. Because even when my hair is shorter like it is right now, it's not the length. It's that if... I didn't have these in. I would look like a drowned rat. My hair is so fine. You're like, stop talking about your hair. You get my point. My point of this episode is not that you should get hair extensions, though you should, if it'll make you feel better. My point of this episode is you would be shocked 
at how much changing your physical appearance with beauty, with style, with health, with whatever, you would be shocked how much that single change will change the other areas of your life. You will be shocked at how much more motivated you are when you change your physical appearance so that the outside reflects who you know you can be on the inside. Have you ever heard any of those expressions like dress well, test well, or dress for the job you want? It's because something happens to us psychologically when we look like who we think a more successful person looks like. When you have the things a more successful version of what you want to be has. I read about this study where they gave people a simple test. They had to identify different words, and it was, it was an IQ test that was easy for anybody to accomplish. Then they split the group into two parts, and they gave one half of the group white doctor's coats, right? So think of like the white coat a doctor wears. They gave one half of the group white doctor's coats. They gave the other half of the group a white coat, but they said it was a painter's coat right? Like you're going to go paint the wall and this is, it's a smock. It's to keep things off your clothes. They tested them again. The people who thought they were dressed like a doctor tested twice as well as the people who were in painter's smocks. It was the exact same jacket. It's because when we look a different way to ourselves, we feel a different way. We act a different way. So if you want to change certain areas of your life or you want to change and become a new version of you, Think about a really simple hack. Change your physical appearance. Do the thing that you admire. Do the thing that you're like, oh, someone like me could never have those kind of nails. Someone like me could never get a tattoo. I used to believe someone like me could never, I would never get Botox. Never. And then... I went through 2020 and I went through a really harsh divorce and I saw every single piece of that stress in a line on my face and I hated it. I felt like every single time I looked in the mirror, I was looking at evidence of how hard life was. And ironically, I was getting my hair done. I swear I'm not making this up. I was getting my hair done. And the gal doing my hair just looks so fresh-faced and gorgeous. And I was like, hey, who is your esthetician? Your skin looks amazing. And she was like, oh, girl, it's not, it's not an esthetician. It's Botox. And I was like, no, 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 no. Your skin is glowing. She's like, I'm telling you, it's not the skin. It's this thing. And I debated it for like a year. Because I just thought, this is not who I am. I try and eat really clean. Da, 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 da. I had all of these ideas about whatever. So all of that to say, I think we all have our version of, you know, maybe it's going into the exact closet that you have right now. But instead of picking out the same t-shirt and jeans, you do one thing to attempt to elevate your style. You just sort of level up in some way because changing your look can absolutely change the way you feel about yourself, which affects every single part of your life. To me, being healthy is really grounded in nutrition. Honestly, what I eat and what my kids eat is super important to how we live our lives. 
It's why I love a company like Thrive Market because Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories. So when I go online and I use their on-site filters, I can figure out exactly my lifestyle needs and trust that what I'm getting from Thrive Market is what I want to take into my body. When you join Thrive Market, you're also helping a family in need with their one-for-one membership matching program. You join, they give. You can join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash rach for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash rach thrivemarket.com slash rach this episode is brought to you by progressive where drivers who save by switching save nearly 750 dollars on average plus auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. The first change that can change everything, the way you look. The second change that can change everything, your memory of the future. I might have confused you all, so I'm going to say it one more time. Your memory of the future. Now, perhaps you're like, wait a minute. If it's the future, how could I have a memory of it? Last week, I did an episode about belief. And in that episode, I talked about how our brains think. We used to believe that our brains were just getting a bunch of information and then making decisions based on the information they had been given. What we now understand is that our brains are making decisions based on past experiences, not what's actually happening around us, but what we have had happen in the past. For example, if you were little, and you were attacked by a dog, and you have really horrible memories of being attacked by a dog, it bit you, you ended up having to go to the hospital, you had to get stitches, you were afraid, it was painful, and you find yourself today, 45 years old, still at the most terrified of dogs, or at the very least really weary around them. Like you get really weird when a dog is nearby. And you're walking down the street, and you see the most beautiful, happy, weenie dog the world has ever known. It doesn't matter that it's a weenie dog and that weenie dogs are perfect and that that weenie dog would never hurt you in its whole life. It just wants to lick you and love you and wear cute sweaters and be adorable. 
It doesn't matter that that dog is not going to hurt you. Your brain will tell your body that you are unsafe. Your nervous system reacts to the fact that there is a dog, not because of the current reality you are experiencing, but because of a past experience that your brain now sees the world through. Same thing happens with relationships. One dude hurt you 10 years ago. Now you've decided all dudes are trash. Or you accidentally keep bringing dudes into your life that are just like the last one because your brain now expects that that's what you're going to get. Our brain is working off of past experiences. And because the brain is working off of past experiences, we often lose sight of the fact that the future is ours to create. The future is ours to create. And your future is being created no matter what you do. Your future is created by you no matter what you do. If you involve yourself, if you don't involve yourself, you are still creating your future. The choice that you have is are you going to create a future Based on past experiences, that's what happens when we are unconscious, when we're not intentional, when we just go, no, I'm just going through my days, I'm doing whatever. In that mindset, your brain's going to pull from the past. If some of you are like, you know what, I know I've gone on some vacations, I met some new people, maybe bought some new shoes, but if you look at your life over the last five years or 10 years or 15 years, it's all kind of the same. That's because you're creating a future based on the past. The beauty of that knowledge is that you understand that there's a flip side. On one end, we're creating a life based on what our brain believes is possible. On the other end, you're creating the life you want. You're calling your shot. You're saying, this is where I'm going. You're focusing your mindset. You're believing in what's possible. You're arming yourself with information and you are creating your future. Now, I use the term memory of your future because honestly, I just want to catch your attention. And I thought it was something clever that maybe would help you to remember it later. But even if you've never heard that kind of terminology, you must have heard an athlete or an Olympian, or a musician, or someone at a high level talk about mentally rehearsing the big game, mentally rehearsing the Super Bowl, mentally rehearsing the moment when he dove into the pool and got the highest level of Olympic gold medals of all time. Time and time and time again, if you talk to high performers, they will tell you the story of how they would see it over and over and over in their mind. They would mentally rehearse the future they wanted to happen. And this is so common that if you talk to athletes about it, when you ask them to tell you about the moment when they won the gold medal, when you ask them about the Super Bowl, when you ask them about the playoffs, most of them will say something to the effect of they felt like they were reliving something that had already happened. They will tell you, I have, I actually had rehearsed it so much in my mind that I felt like it was already done. I had seen it so much in my mind that I knew exactly how I would move. I could understand where the players were going to show up. They have rehearsed it and rehearsed it and rehearsed it so that it goes exactly like what they want it to. Now you tell me, is that a coincidence? 
Is it a coincidence that across every industry, across every sport, across different people, different walks of life, different religions, different parts of the world, that over and over and over they will say something similar? That by the time they got to the thing they were working toward, they had seen it so often in their mind that being in that moment felt like it was already done. I can tell you this from my own experience. There are so many distinct moments in my career that I mentally rehearsed so often that when they happen, I thought, this is going to be out of body. Like my brain's going to explode. I won't be able to handle it. My favorite example is meeting Oprah. Oprah's been my hero since I was a little girl. And I loved her forever and I love her still. And I had written in my Start Today journal a billion times, you know, that I got to meet her, that I opened for her, that I worked with her. I wrote it over and over and over. I had seen it. I had seen it. I had seen it. And I remember the day my assistant walked into my office and she was like, Oprah Winfrey's team just called. She wants you to open for her on tour. And I didn't scream. I didn't jump up and down. I remember just being like, oh, this is how it happens. And when I actually got to meet her, and by the way, she is so much better than I could have ever dreamed of. When I actually got to meet her, I was able to stay present in my body, even though I was like, on some level, I still cannot believe that I got to hang out with her. I was able to stay present in my body because I had just seen it so many times. The change that you can make is to mentally rehearse the thing you want to happen, the life you want to happen, the future you want to happen so often that it becomes a memory, that it becomes something that you actually start to embody as something that has already happened. If you know anything about manifestation, and I hope that you do because I've talked about it a billion times on the show, the key to manifesting, the key to being at a vibrational frequency that allows you to be open enough to receive is that you're not desperate about it. You're not clinging to it. You're not going, where is my partner, my dreams? Where is my dream job? Why? Where's the money that I'm hoping for? That you have absolute faith. And so you just don't hold it tightly. When you've rehearsed something so much that it feels like a memory, you're able to embody the spirit of like, it already is. It already is. I'm just, you know, waiting for someone to tell me like when I got the call about Oprah, oh, this is how it happens. Your memory of the future. And if you need a different perspective on the future and how it's something that you can create, go listen to the episode I did last week about belief. I really think that'll be helpful. Okay. The third change that can change everything, this one's going to challenge some of you a little bit. And I know that because I have been challenged with this truth. It's not always easy to accept, but this change will change your life without it just without question. That is whose fault it is, whose fault it is. This one goes hand in hand with 
the greatest tip for success in any area that I can give you. And that is take 100% ownership. Take 100% ownership of your life. Take 100% ownership of your experience. Own it all. The good stuff, the bad stuff, the mistakes you've made, the awesome things, all of it, 100% your responsibility. Whether you're doing great, whether life sucks right now, 100% your responsibility. You are the captain of your ship. You are the main character of the movie of your life and you keep acting like someone else's sidekick. Take 100% ownership of this experience and watch your life change. And this is brutal. For me, I grew up in a really hard environment. I had very severe trauma at a really young age. I can look back at how I was parented and be like, that's crap. I can look back at this trauma I could do. And for a long time, even as a little kid, I knew that I was in an environment that was detrimental. But I have to tell you that about the time that I turned 16 and I started to dream of what it would be like to move out of my hometown, to move away, to get away, I don't know how I had this instinct, but I knew that if I moved away and I was still miserable, then it would be my fault. Because for my whole childhood, I blamed my experience on my crazy family. My crazy family and this was happening and mom and daddy were fighting and my brother passed away and we lived in a small town. So there were like all, it just... I had this belief that I was where I was, that I was unhappy, unpopular, frizzy-haired Rachel with shark teeth and braces, and that my home environment sucked so much, and that's why school sucked, and I just had all these beliefs, and I thought, I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to get away. I'm going to find a way to move out of this town, and I knew that if I moved and I was still miserable, it was me. It was me. That belief, I mean, it became a guiding principle in my life. The understanding that I was ultimately responsible for what happened next. And believe me, I know what it's like to be in relationships in your family, in partnership, to have friends, to have a business, to just have accidentally created parts of your life that are awful and it wasn't your intention and you don't even know how you got here, but it doesn't matter how you got here. Right now what matters is acknowledging that this part of your life is not working and doing the work to fix it and to make it better. 100% responsibility for your life. Look, there are a million voices of dissent of this idea. If you want, you can go find endless information on the internet that will tell you all of the reasons that this isn't true. Because not everybody has the same access, not everybody has the same resources, not everybody is treated fairly or equally, especially not in the US. We don't all start out at the same starting line. Some people aren't even allowed inside of the race. 
Those things are true. But what has worked best, for me at least, is to grasp onto the beliefs that are most helpful for me and where I am. There are so many things I could cling to about how hard this year has been, what it is to raise four kids without their dad, what it is to go through the trauma with them of that whole experience. That's just one thing. And I could cling to, I could look for stories that would back up the truth that this is too hard, that I can't do it, that I'm not capable. But y'all, I will never reach for the story that disempowers me. If there are a hundred stories of people in my situation failing and one story of someone in my situation succeeding, I am laser focused only on the one story. And you may call me naive, but I will take naive over bitter any day of the week. And bitterness comes When I tell myself lies about what is possible for my life and I blame other people for why I'm stuck, that's where bitterness comes from. I know from experience. So I won't cling to that. I refuse. And you should refuse. Find the example. Find the shining example. Find the North Star that's like you, someone who looks like you or went through something similar to you that you can cling to and go, see, they did it. And if they did it, I can do it. But the only way that you can do it is you must control your mindset around whose fault it is. It's nobody's fault. It is what it is. But take full ownership of what happens next. You've fallen down a hundred times, stand up again. Stand up again, go again, try again. Make another choice, make a different choice, get more information. Read a book, take coaching, get around other people. Get around other people who are successful in the ways you want to be successful. Don't give up because it got hard. Because if you give up because it's hard, that's not anybody else's fault. That's your choice. It's such a punch in the balls. It really is. It really is so hard to understand that that's true, but that's what's true. I'm not saying other people didn't hurt you. I'm not saying that life is fair. I'm not saying that anything's equal because it's not. But if you take ownership of this experience, then you take ownership of your actions and your actions are the only thing that's going to get you out of this place that you find yourself in. The last change that can change everything is your bestie, your bestie, your best friend. Who is your best friend? Who is the friend that you hang out with the most? I wanted to shift this a little bit because historically in personal development, everyone talks about that old line, you are the combination of the five people you spend the most time with. We all know this. And there's all of these studies and books and resources around your circle, your inner circle, the people that you hang out with. But you know what I realized recently? Most people don't have a quote 
inner circle. Most people don't have a mastermind. Most people don't have six amazing friends and they're like, ooh, let me swap out these two sucky friends and bring in two new friends and then I've got six total that are awesome. I don't think that's real. I think if we're lucky, we got one great friend. And your one great friend could absolutely be your boo. My best friend is my boyfriend. And he would be my best friend even if we didn't get to make out with each other. But him being my bestie has elevated my life in so many ways. And not like all of the obvious ones. He's amazing and kind and great in the sack and has a beautiful accent and beautiful hair. Like not those. It's elevated my life because he's much better in certain areas that I want to be much better in. He's incredible at being present. He's incredible at meditation. He is in impeccable health. He takes such good care of himself. He's so caring. He's so kind. And on the flip side, there are things that I'm way better at than he is. And he's like, oh, I love that you encourage me to do this. I love that I tried this. I love that I pushed myself further than I would have. When you get around someone who is better than you are in an area, it forces you to level up. In psychology, it's called deliberate practice. You want to be a better basketball player? Don't play basketball. Play basketball with people that are twice as good as you are. That's how you become a better basketball player. You deliberately practice at a higher skill level than you currently have. There are studies that show that most people will make a salary in line with their friends. So like the people in your life, you'll make a similar salary to those people because that becomes your normal. Everyone's sort of hanging out in the same level. The same is true for health. The same is true for knowledge. The same is true for evolution and growth. Hang out with the kind of person you want to become. And maybe you don't know who that person is yet, but what you can do is take a good hard look at who is currently in your life and shouldn't be. An easy way to do this is grab a notebook, open up to a blank page, draw a line around the middle. On the left side at the top, I want you to draw a little cup. And on the right side at the top, I want you to draw a little cup, but that cup is filled with water or lemonade or root beer, whatever you want it to be. And then I want you to think of everyone you regularly interact with, your family, your friends, the people at work clients, whoever you are regularly interacting with inside of every single week. And when you think of that person, I want you to ask a simple question. When I leave their presence, and their presence could be on a phone call, on a Zoom meeting, hanging out for Christmas, when I leave their presence, is my cup full or is my cup empty? And if they are People who empty your cup, I want you to put them on the left side of your paper. If they're people who fill your cup, I want you to put them on the right side of your paper. Then I want you to look exclusively at the left side of your paper, and I want you to go down that list and ask yourself, do I have to have this person in my life? Now, ultimately, we all have a choice about who's in our life, but I understand that some of the people on that list are your family, and it's not easy to just cut them out and then bounce and never talk to them again. If it's someone that does not need to be in your life, family or not, stop interacting with them, period. Just stop. I tried something recently that I kept seeing on social media and it is so real. 
I had a handful of friends that I was like, would these people be my friends if I didn't lead out on everything? If I didn't plan every party, if I'm being honest, if I didn't pay for every single thing, if I didn't constantly initiate, would we still be friends? And I did the oldest trick in the book. I just stopped texting. And it's been like four months. <laughs> and I am 100% sure that these people will reach out when they want something. But at this point, I'm good. I am very intentional about my friendships. And because I'm so intentional about my friendships, I don't often realize that the friendship only has life that's on one side. And by removing my constant input and just seeing it dissipate, I'm like, oh, well, that's the answer. So those people would be on the side of my list with the empty cup. And it's kind of a bummer, but at the same time, I don't want people in my life that aren't the right kind of friend. And if you have someone who downright is draining you, draining your energy, draining your resources, just stop. Now, on the right side of your list, hopefully you've got at least a few names of people that really fill up your spirit. Make a date this week. Go get coffee. Go have a girl's night. Maybe it's your boo. You want to invite them on a date. Pretend you're dating again for the very first time and you're inviting them on a date and it's like cute and you're going to go to the movies. Or it's cute and you're going to go, you know, have sushi. You're going to go do something fun and you're going to wear your good bra and you're actually going to shave your legs all the way to the top, not just to the knee. You're going to put some effort in and you're going to put energy into the person who fills up your cup because you want to fill up their cup too. Changing who you hang out with absolutely changes your life. I think all of these essentially change your life because they change the way you see yourself. And when we change the way we see ourselves, when we are able to see ourselves as something greater than we are today, we have a direction to head in. Just some food for thought that I hope you found helpful. And if you did, I would so appreciate it if you would send this podcast to someone that you think it would help. Just think of how you discovered this show for the first time. Maybe it was on social. Maybe someone forwarded it to you. They did a screenshot. They text message. However someone shared it with you, will you share it with someone else? I will be back soon with more info and ideas and thoughts to chew on. But until then, remember, I love you and I'm rooting for you. The Rachel Hollis Podcast is produced by me, Rachel Hollis. It's edited by Andrew Weller and Jack Noble. Hi, I'm Cindy Lauper. My scalp was covered with psoriasis, which could lead to psoriatic arthritis. But Cosentix treats both. Cosentix Secukinumab is prescribed for adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis, 300 milligram dose, and adults with active psoriatic arthritis, 150 milligram dose. Don't use if you're allergic to Cosentix. Before starting, get checked for TB. Serious allergic reactions, severe skin reactions that look like eczema, and an increased risk of infections, some fatal, have occurred. Cosentix may lower ability to fight infections, so tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms like fevers, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, had a vaccine or plan to, or if IBD symptoms develop or worsen. Learn more at Cosentix.com or 1-844-COSENTIX. Cosentix works for me. Ask your doctor about Cosentix.
It's your time. Join global thought leader, executive producer, and New York Times bestselling author T.D. Jakes and today's leading culture shifters for an experience unlike any other. At the 2024 International Leadership Summit, spiritual and business leaders can gain the practical tools they need to maximize their timing for success. With world-class discussions, breakout sessions, and networking opportunities, this is where your dreams turn into reality. Timing is everything, and your time is now. March 21st through 23rd in Dallas, Texas. Register today at thisisils.org.